Hey guys, and welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the bubbliest podcast in the world. And CC is having fun without me as usual. He was uh, at a staff party with his new job. They were visiting Uppsala Brygghus, and he sat down and talked with Connor. And CC, you know, he's a smart guy. He brings the equipment everywhere he goes. And this is the result. Enjoy. Connor Feeney. Freeney. Freeney, sorry. Mm. I've known you for ages and ages, and I still can't get your last name right. That's no, okay. It's, uh, uh, it's an old Irish-French name. So. As you guys might know, uh, mm. I'm working at Accurat right now, and we've just had a beautiful Sunday with a brewery visit, with mm. a tasting and walk through of the place. Mm. Barbecue. And, and a barbecue. Mm. Your burgers were fantastic, my friend. Mm. Thank uh, you. Uppsala Brigus. Mm-hmm. But before we start anything, tell us a bit about your story because it is it's quite take the long version, please. Oh God. <laughs> you have a year. Um I'm from Dublin. I've been working in and around beer since I was uh sixteen. Fourteen actually. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, Grand Hotel in Dublin, Malahide. Um when I was eighteen I cycled to Belgium. I fell in love with Belgian beer and Belgian women. <laughs> then I cycled on down to France and spent a while in the vineyard. So I've always had a big interest in wine and beer and food and wine and beer together. So it's been it's been treaded through my life ever since. Um, but living in Dublin back in the 80s, I mean, I got involved in a lot of music and I worked with a lot of different bands. So I was in and out of a lot of different um, crazy situations. So a lot of traveling. Met a Swedish girl and uh, came over to visit her nineteen eighty six, and we'd lived together for about two years in Dublin. And uh, she was a sweetheart, but uh, I swore nineteen eighty six that I would never live in Sweden. And look what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how could you live in a country with just one beer? Stor- yeah, that, that's the thing. You, you, your story with beer is. Not just a long one, but quite an amazing one as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, 86, I came to Sweden, and I couldn't understand that there was just one beer. It was a Stuart Stark. I mean, I'd been in Belgium and Germany and France and, you know, been to the States a few times. Even then, back in the 80s, there was more beer in the States than there was here. And I was amazed at the amount of pubs that didn't even know what kind of beer it was. You know, I'd ask, is it a lager or what is it? You know, and they'd say, no, it's, it's Stuart Stark. Well, what is it? And I'll be told it's a Prips or it's a Falcon, and that would be the type of beer. But I, I wanted to know, like, is it Pilsner or what? what, 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 what it's it? the same. It's what so is it? historic. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, I thought it was horrible. I thought, how can you have a country with such wonderful people, such intelligence, and only one beer? So I said, uh, uh, I'm not, I can't live in that country. But, you know, love, love does wondrous things. And uh, <laughs> I missed her terribly. And uh, I took two years' leave for my job and I said I'll give it two years and we'll see what happens and I ended up as one does uh, not speaking Swedish uh, working in the restaurant industry for a while uh, and I've been in that in- for a while I've been in the industry since I came here 86, 87 so I uh, started working in a cafe Cafe Hulan Solo Hallen here in Uppsala yeah, you talked a bit about it earlier when we had the yeah, tasting yeah six beers on top 
Yeah, that was huge in those Back days. Then. Yeah, I was I was told to be I was mad. Why would you want six beers on tap? Who could possibly want six different beers on tap, you know? <laughs> and then seventy beers in bottles as well, you know. The entire system belongs sortiment. Um but yeah. You gotta tell us a story about Orval as well. Orval, yeah, yeah. We had it on our list when we first opened Cafe Because you Hula. weren't allowed yeah. to sell beers that were over six percent at Sistema Log or at anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Orval, there was a risk of a second yeast thing in the bottle. Um, so the system below, in the wisdom, decided to take it off to market because it may not be the exact alcohol halt it is on the bottle, or was then. I think back in those days, the system below it um, were very uh, more extreme than they are today. Obviously, they've been edu- educated themselves a lot in the beer world, and thanks to the system below it now, we have such a wonderful selection of beers. That's second to none worldwide. I think Sweden is the envy of a lot of countries because our selection of beers is second to none. And they support local breweries as well. So, you still mm. kept Orval on the list? Even though yeah, I kept on the list, e- even, though, even though we couldn't sell it because I had an explanation on the list saying, um, due to system below its rules and regulations, is in Swedish. I had a friend write it for me. Uh, we're not, we, if we could sell this beer, we, we would. Well, we can't because... Um, because it, it, it might be stronger it might than be it says, than it says <laughs> which for me was just mind blowing. You stupid, but um, anyway, that was then. Things have changed. But from Hula, cheers by the way. Oh, cheers by the way. Cheers. Uh, cheers. cheers. But from yeah. Hula, mm-hmm. you actually ended up starting your own pub here in uh, yeah O'Connor's ninety three. Yeah, and it's still around. Yeah, still going. It's still one of the beacons when it comes to yeah. Well, well, we like were good beers. Yeah, already then, I think um, Hulan was like the, the kickoff um, where I tried with different beers. And I, I thought, in my naivety, I thought, I even wanted to open a brewery in Salohallen. I figured it was a great place to open a brewery in a Salohall. We have food from all over the world. Why not a brewery? Uh, but the next best thing was to have, you know, different beers on top. And um, unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> people went to Solihallen to buy flowers and to buy beef and to buy sausages and to buy fish uh, possibly but uh, it was different I thought it would have been perfect but anyway so the Irish pub um, atmosphere I think was perfect for a big beer menu so there I moved up to about 15 beers on top from day one and uh, I didn't look back I think now they've had up to about 40 on top at this stage, or have had over a thousand beers in the in the selection, which is pretty amazing. I think they're down to two or three hundred now, but at the most they had a couple, had a thousand or so, I'm sure. But you can take anything to extremes, you know. But that was a great pub, great part of my life. I'm happy I did it, and I'm happy I moved on from it too. Mm. And from O'Connor's, you went to. Doing O'Connor's, I took time off. Uh, I took a year to my own expense uh, to be with my kids. And to study. Uh, so I did that. And I travelled myself, my wife and our kids travelled a bit. And I took my sommelier diploma. And that was something I've always wanted to do. I mean, I've been working with drink, but never being formally educated. I wanted that bit of paper. And I wanted that certificate. So uh, I put Didn't time... Didn't too much, but now, now it's on paper anyway. No, I did it. And I, and I enjoyed doing it. I met some amazing people who are still friends today. So um, that was good. And uh, travelled to France a few times and Belgium a few times. And My colleague Rasmus has got the best expression for people who are mm. interested in drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially beer. It's mm-hmm. beer curious. Okay, that's good. Mm. I'll use that one. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.
No, and then I started working with um, Amka Wine and helped them start Beer Enthusiast. And there we started, I did a lot of work with some uh, international breweries, such as Edge Brewing and... And Amager in... Uh, no, 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 the, the Denmark... Uh, Hornbeer. Hornbeer, yeah. Midfin. Yeah. And then from Norway, we worked with uh, Hund. Mm-hmm. And then we worked with St. Ostel from England. Yeah. Really nice, proper job and some mm-hmm. really good ales and uh, a lot of great breweries. And, and then, uh, traveled with them and worked with them and enjoyed and, that. And then when... Uh, oops. So it was Slotchelland went bust. Yeah, the guys Petri, came to me. Petri bought it uh, from Coppersmith, and then you ended up together with a few other guys taking this over. Yeah, yeah. Um, we felt it was too good to let go. Um, I've had a lot of history here. I've brewed beer here with 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 previous brewers, which I've had in the system below. I got Dublin Red and I did a Dublin Black. Because you worked with uh, Slotchelland as well. Yeah. I did work with them. Mm. Uh, I helped them sell beers. I actually was on the board many, many years ago for a fleeting couple of months. So I knew the founders of Slot Challenge very well. And being a publican and being in the beer trade, selling beer, I was delighted when they opened the brewery. And uh, I think I was their first tap and their first, <laughs> their first person to order, order beer by pallet. So, um, yeah, back in the day. So, no, it was a perfectly logical move for me to come to, come to this brewery. And then we managed to get other people who felt the same way and were passionate about preserving this brewery and developing it and making it a success. And we're doing it. And it's been, it's still a rocky road thanks to COVID, but great support from our customers and great support from our pubs in Stockholm and Uppsala and Gothenburg. And without them, we'd have no business. But without them, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't do it either. Nah. You know, you do it for, for days like today. But I must say yeah. as well that like I've known you for. Years Too many and years, years and yeah. years and years. When we were young and good looking. <laughs> <laughs> but but you look more relaxed now than you've done in ages. It probably because I haven't slept all week. <laughs> I've been working but, all but week. But it's probably also because you do exactly you where you want to be at the time you want it to be. Yeah, I think yeah, I've been working as a consultant for many years. And as a consultant you always want to do your best for your client. And that's the kind of person I am. I always want to do my best. But now I'm the client and I'm the consultant, and it's, 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 it's all packed, the book stops here. So if this brewery doesn't work, it won't be because I didn't try. Nah. You know, it wouldn't be because me and Martin didn't stay up late at night trying to think up new beers or tasting new beers or working hard or doing tastings or doing events or driving from one side of the country to the other because we want to do a tap to go over at Hawkett or we want to do a tap to go over at Bishops and Kirina. But these are the things that um, I love doing, meeting the people, because beer is about people. I think we're putting people together and we're doing it for people. Yeah. You know, we want people to enjoy the beer. And it's great when I hear from the people today here from Akira telling me, you know, they like your beer. Well, so. as, as you can hear, there's quite a lot of people here in in the tasting room at yeah. Uppsala. And yeah. it's all stuff from Akira. That's right. Today, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And... And we last night we had 200 people from Uppsala <laughs> here, so I'm, I'm a little bit on the target. Yeah, cult, the culture nights thing. Yeah, yeah, we opened for the whole day, so we opened at two and we closed at ten, oh and God. it was full all day. It was great fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. So that's why you look relaxed. You're back. You're actually tired. Well, I think I'm relaxed also because it's. Um, I'm happiest meeting people like you. I'm meeting people here. That's what we work for, you know. Because so, what's the future for Uppsala Brigus? Well, you just bought a canning line. We just bought a canning line, um, and that was a huge investment for us, but necessary. Well, you told us before, you did the maths and realized 
it's, it's not worth o- it not to. Yeah. Yeah, plus we're selling so many pecans, and the can, the can market, especially with the system Belogit, is growing. And the system Belogit is more in favor of cans than bottles because it's more environmentally friendly in the sense that it's a salute, it's, it's an end, continued circle with the pant system. Um, on a pallet for distribution, I can get 99 cases on a pallet uh, of cans, and on the same pallet, I can only get 54 bottles. So transport costs are nearly 50%. No, 54 bottles, 54, 54 cases. 54 cases, yeah. <laughs> So the the the, um, the transport costs are nearly half. Um, so there's a lot of ways. I mean, you and don't the want beer to doesn't go bad. No, the oxygen count is way lower than you get mm. in bottle. So mm. so it's, there's no cons actually against cans. There's there's only pros. There's a lot of pros. The only pro- I still Ex- except that lots of people actually think that cans are. I'm well, seeing, I'm, back I'm seeing a change. I yeah. mean, go back to the 80s. I mean, I remember the first can I put on any bar I ever had, I think, was Boddington's because it was only ever available in a can. And then there's a few other cans after that. And that was kind of like really, I remember people was, you know, fine dining restaurants. And I said, yeah, but I want to serve Boddington's. This is back in the 90s, yeah. you know. And I remember my head waiter going, but it's in a can. You can't serve a can <laughs> on a, you know, a tablecloth with paper, with, uh, you know, linen. a can linen, on a ta- on napkins. table, no. But uh, I'm seeing some restaurants are still thinking that way, but it's changing. Um, I had one very good customer. They buy Hop Session from a uh, Hop Session, and we didn't have any bottles left. So mm-hmm. I said, I got cans. He said, oh, all right. So I didn't. But she left it two weeks, and I said nothing. And then two weeks later, she ordered more. Fine. But it's, it's so much easier for restaurants to handle cans as well. Yeah, it's they double don't space. Break. They don't break, but it can also fit in twice the space in the fridge, in the yeah. cooler. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the reasons why the system belongs, because there's so many beers. Um, with cans, they can double their space, their shelf space. Well, the thing is, is, there's not a brewery in the U.S. right now starting up who doesn't get a canning line instead of a bottling line. Mm-hmm. And uh, our influences, mm. whatever we say, it comes from there. Yeah, I, st- I, st- I still believe bottles have a have a have I a. Have this. A, I still believe <laughs> bottles have a space. Space. Yeah, especially um, big ones. And like, like sharing. We, we, we drank some imperial stouts today, and call me old-fashioned, but an imperial stout in a can. Yeah, I don't know. Ten fifty. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, yeah. That's American. Like oh, yeah, our true, barrel true. aged, mm-hmm. we even put it in the champagne, half champagne bottle, yeah. because we want to give it a bit of class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm sold on a cans, but not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I still like my bottle, you know, but, um, for some beers, definitely, yeah. Uh, since we are in Uppsala, I have to mm-hmm. ask you as well, uh, if our listeners go to Uppsala, yeah. except O'Connor's, what shouldn't they miss? Oh, what places should they wise? go to? Uh, I suppose Taps um, is probably I've heard about that. Yeah, I Taps is probably they? probably the most uh, newest beer bar in Uppsala, mm. uh, together with uh, Domecraft. Mm. Uh, Domecraft uh, and um, Daniel is an old colleague of mine from Beer Enthusiast. Domecraft so is actually the Swedish word for for Jack. Yeah, 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 mm. and it's also under the under the old cathedral. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. He's got a good selection of beers. Uh, Hassa, who owns Taps, is actually one of our financiers and partners mm-hmm. here, so I have to mention him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like O'Neill's because it's a nice mixture of old and new. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you can get a pint of Guinness and you can get a pint of Real Ale, and then he'll have some local breweries, and uh, not just Swedish, but he'll have a few good Americans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Churchill Arms is more British, uh, but friendly, cozy, easy going. Pubby. Pubby. Mm. If you're into Belgian beers, Beer House is the place to go, but they only have Belgian beers and nothing else. Um, I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Ah, oh, Bishop's Arms, of course, is yeah. all right. The nice people who work there and good to work with. I must say, um, some people slag Bishop Arms, Bishop's Arms off, but I'm I've got nothing but good to say about them because they've actually spread the word about craft beer all over Sweden. Without Bishop's Arms, I I think it would have been hard to push craft beer around Sweden. Um, yeah. I, I, I have a personal connection with Bishops going back to when they first started, before they even took over the one in, in um, uh, Vestros. Yeah. Um, Bicky and I had dinner in Uppsala here many years ago, and he asked me for advice about you know opening pubs and running pubs, and we had a very nice meal and a lovely, lovely dinner with another Indian friend of his from the university. So I've been following Bishops for the last couple of years. And as a, as a publican myself, I didn't want them to open town because there'd be too much competition. Um, but as soon as I moved on, I suppose I thought it was okay. I think it's the people that make the bar. Yeah. Um, like any pub, it's the people who work there. And Bicky himself has a heart to gold, and he's a good businessman. He's a hard-working man. And the people in Bishops have become some of my best friends. So, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't have any problem with them whatsoever. They, they sell good beer, and they do it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... They've done a lot to improve the quality of pubs around this country, probably more than any other chain or any other pub group in the country, I'd, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah, so no problem with them, no. They're good customers, too. <laughs> well, that's the main thing. Well, no, I <laughs> no, mean, they're good customers. Not, I mean, you know, there's some order every week, some order every month, some order every three months, but it's regular. Um, and I've known a lot of them since my time with beer enthusiasts selling Edge and selling other beers. Uh, a horn beer, you know. I mean, they were great people to work with, hard-working people. So yeah. I mean, yeah, no, and they don't get paid half enough. But that's that's our bit. That's but our branch. That's the business, basically. It's, yeah. Uh, I had the, a, a, a guy came in the other day and said, like, because we were kind of short-staffed, mm. and it's like, well, if it's so hard to find people, why don't we hire some pensioners to to do something? They got nothing to do, and I'm like, you don't really appreciate what we do. Because mm. working mm. in a restaurant is not an easy job. No. People think it's just pouring a beer and, and running around being nice. Mm. It's it's a really tough business. Mm. Yeah. And most people don't really understand that. It's, it, it takes a special kind of person, I think, to... Like, I've been doing it all my life. Mm. And but it takes a special person to make it into a career <laughs> in, instead of just having yeah, it as you, a Yeah, you have to be prepared work. to share yourself. Yeah. You know, and go the extra mile, give the service, and uh, give the service you'd expect to get yourself. Mm. And that can be very hard after being on your feet for 12 hours, and yeah. some idiot comes in and says, you know, is cheeky and impolite, and, you know, the kind of questions you can get at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock mm. on a Friday when somebody thinks they own the world and they think you're a little dipshit working behind the bar, you know? I had an old colleague who actually, just in the beginning of my career, who gave mm. me a really good advice that I try to live up to because mm. loads of people have come in uh, who come in and are kind of rude to you yeah they turn nice as soon as they get something to drink and something to eat yeah but they've been up since 6 o'clock this morning you've been up since 11 12 uh, they've had a full day uh, behind them mm. and they're 
kind of tired. They're hungry. Don't no, as soon as they get something, they're not angry. They're, they're happy. They're, they're hungry. They're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, uh, there's probably a lot in that. Mm. Um, I so think always be nice. Yeah, I think yeah. that's always the case. Of you know, good floor staff, good bar staff understand that and they see that. You know, and a smile goes a long, long way in this business. And unfortunately, I mean, I know in my years. I didn't smile enough behind a bar sometimes. And that was just the nature of the job, the pressure of the position. You know, the People used to say, are you angry? I'm not angry. I'm just under pressure to, to keep but this if, place going. If someone's rude to you, the only way to do it is be even nicer. Because yeah. it's really hard to be rude to someone who's nice to you. <laughs> True. You know the way, the, the customer's always right. Yeah. But the guest isn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the right to be right, but it's True not enough. always right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Which one of your beers is the one you are most proud of? Oh, wow. Which child do I love most? No, that, that's kind of a tough question. That's a hard one. That's a really... I suppose, if I was to be politically correct right now, and it, it is, is, it has to be... I can't answer one beer. It has to be one beer in certain categories. Uh, the alcohol-free, I'd have to say, first of all, road trip. Because road trip, it's, yeah. be, it's been fantastic for it's, us. You're driving today, so that's the yeah. one you're drinking now. And it's a great-tasting beer. The only complaint we've had about it is that people say it tastes too much like a beer. And I kind of go, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Then you've done something right. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, for an IPA like Snakehead to be the first, snake, first IPA we did, first India Pale Ale we did, to win a gold medal, and the sales are still increasing and there's some amazing pubs in Uppsala and Stockholm that have it on tap and I've had it on tap for nearly four years four years this week so I mean yeah that's that's fun that's huge I, for I, a microbrewery I really know? love the snakehead but I'm a sucker for your hop uh, hop session hop session yeah because well it's tasty and it's light well it's the thing is I, I come mouthful. from uh, I come from the same mm-hmm. background as you when it comes to drinking yeah. I love to I love the taste yeah. of it mm-hmm. but I want to have a few yeah and if you look at us, we're, mm. we're not small guys. No. It's because we... We worked, we worked very hard with this beer for the mouthfeel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, to substitute... The, it was only 4.5%. Mm. And we wanted to substitute that mouthfeel with something. So we used mm. a bit of oats, however. Yeah. And that helps the, the filling. It gives it a very modern look as a New England style. But a lot of... Uh, Amarillo and Amarillo is but it's, it's also bitter up, which yeah. uh, New England is not. So you have mm. something that actually pulls you back to the beer because yeah. some of the New Englands or hazy or juicy, mm. whatever you want to call them, yeah. they're just fruity. Yeah, and there's no there's no bitterness at the end. Yeah, and yeah. It, you drink it and it goes. I, I didn't order a smoothie. Can I please get yeah. a beer? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. And this has got body, hoppiness, bitterness, mm. uh, and aroma, which yeah. is. Yeah. I, I think it's one this of the best. This is my beer if I'm watching, watching football. Hmm? This is I one drink of, this. To me, it's one of the best session IPAs in Sweden. Thank you. So, uh, wow. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I've had a few. Yeah, we're <laughs> very, very happy with it. I mean, Hop Session is one of the still Hop Session, Snakehead, two first beers we did. Mm. And uh, we're still doing them. You've mm. got to tell us the story about Snakehead, why it's called Snakehead. Yeah, yeah. Well, Snakehead was a name we were going to use. We didn't know how we were going to use it. We were going to use it in some way. It, it was even up there as a brewery name. Yeah, yeah. With the brewery for a while, a word of the working names was Snakehead Brewery. Um, and it goes to a very simple fact. Um, the county flower, the Landscapes Bloom, is uh, Kungsängs Lillian in Swedish. And 
If you translate it to English, it's checkered lily. Because it's got checkered flowers. That's right. But in American English, it's called king, uh, called Snakehead. And we figured that was a lovely name for a beer or a lovely name to use. It was a connection to Uppsala that was unique and we liked it. So we used it. And it was an American IPA. And it was an American IPA. So it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, that was the mm-hmm. idea. And uh, it's kind of stuck. You know, <laughs> it's, um, it's a nice name. And people see it as a kind of a tough name, you know, Snakehead and that. But Could we drop the scoop with a double? Please. Yeah, sure. On, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well, you've got a double snake head going it's on. In, it's in the tank. It's not ready yet. And yeah, double snake, yeah. I love the working name for it because mm. a snake head extra must be lots of snake heads. That's right. Which should be Hydra. Hydra. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. 9%. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you get a chance to try either the Hop Session, the snake head, or when it comes out, the Hydra, mm. do because the. I haven't tried the Hydra yet. But no one has. Well, you have it's, it in the It's tank. not ready yet. It's not ready for it's tasting really yet. I, t- I hoped it would be, but it's not oh, ready yet. Okay. No. Oh. No. Uh, been absolutely lovely having you in the podcast. Thank you. Finally, yeah, I must say. To do this you've always, you always push anyone else. When I did Earl Porton, you always push someone else. Yeah. Like, oh, speak to Martin, speak to that guy, speak yeah. to that guy. Yeah. And now you're in the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, it's uh, first time for everything. This will be this will be to the end of your podcast now. No one will listen to you after this. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end of it. You had that asshole on. You but off. you know, you know what? I've got standards lo- have dropped. I've mm. got a last question. That sure, is the it. toughest one in the world, mm. uh, and it's not the same one I had in Earl Pudden. It's a bit different, mm. but along the same line. Mm-hmm. And this is all about. Um, I'm terribly sorry, Connor. You're going to die today. It's your final day of life. Mm. You get a chance to drink one beer, mm. not. Loads of them, but yet one beer, mm. nothing of your own produce. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. What are you going to have? I have Guinness. <laughs> I have a point Spoken of call. Guinness. as a proper Irishman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to do after here. I'm going to do that for a point of Guinness. Um, it's uh, in my blood. My brother used to work for Murphy's. I remember asking him, I used to give him a slag because I, yeah. I sold Guinness. And uh, I asked him, you know, how's, the Murphy, how's Murphy's doing? You know, nudge, nudge, wink, yeah. wink. Horribly, I knew. <laughs> and he said, listen, don't annoy me. He said, Guinness is not a beer. <laughs> I thought you mean Guinness is not a beer. Of course Guinness is a beer. No, it's not. In Ireland, Guinness is a religion. <laughs> it's not a beer. <laughs> so on that note, yeah, I'll have a pint of Guinness. It's, it's in my DNA. So. Connor, mm. nice meeting you again. Absolute Good, pleasure. And Cheers, bro. guys, whatever you do out there, drink better beer. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Nice, nice, nice of you to have me. Thank you.